Welcome to Boiling Point, the podcast to motivate ever-evolving entrepreneurs and forward-thinking movement pioneers. Our hosts, filmmaker Greg Hemmings and executive coach Dave Vale, are turning up the heat in the world's business communities. Our interviews with entrepreneurs, thought leaders, and movement makers are raising the temperature of inspiration. Live from the hottest studio in this quadrant of the universe, here are Dave and Greg. So welcome back, Greg. How you been? Thanks. I've been excellent, Dave. Thank you. You are uh, back from a trip to New York. I yes, understand. I got to hang out with Seth Godin for the last two and a half days. And for people, for the few people who wouldn't know who Seth Godin is, uh, he, well, he's the modern day philosopher in my mind. This guy, his blog, his daily blogs, books. Um, well, they truly are my daily inspiration. This guy's a tech startup uh, genius from way back in the day. Uh, and But now he's a freelance writer. He's uh, written in Fast Company. He's written in every single tech and business magazine you've ever, you've ever he's read. He's got great quotes, In his he? books. Oh, yeah. Incredibly inspiring. Yeah. Got to do two and a half days in uh, New York with him. And, Very cool. And I'm back. So, yeah, it's it, it's good. Good to have and you back. And it's good to be back in the boiling point with you, Dave. Yeah. Well, um, we want to hear more about that. We'll do a, a full exclusive interview on no, that. Today, no more interviews with me. Today, you're next. we have... Tim Ryan from Fundy Engineering. Yeah, we've been waiting for this. <laughs> we finally got him on. Tim is one of the principals there. Uh, Tim, how are you today, buddy? I'm good, really good. Sun's shining and uh, it's a beautiful day. It is, finally. For, for anybody else who's actually, I think anybody from New York up knows what we're talking about yes. because we, like, even when I was there this weekend, they had about four feet of snow as well. So we're all going through this in the Northeast, you know? So this is a blessed day to have the sun shining and it's warm. Uh, and, we, and we got Tim, <laughs> we got Tim. on the phone. So Tim, um, we I asked you a few times to get on and I'm glad we found a time. And um, maybe tell the audience a little bit about you, about what you guys do. And then I got some questions um, around, you know, how you guys are kind of, you know, looking at growth and what you're doing. And there's some really cool east-west stuff going on here. And I'm laughing at Greg because he's almost filled his water here. (laughs) Well, sure. No, that's great. I'm glad that uh, you reached out. And I'm pretty humbled to be part of this experience, guys. So uh, a little bit about myself. I actually came to New Brunswick uh, as a kid. I actually grew up in London, Ontario. And used to summer in New Brunswick. My mother is from northern New Brunswick and just fell in love with this place. So... Uh, University of Waterloo, engineering degree, uh, then made my way here without a job and uh, first came to St. John when I was 30. So, um, And that's where it really started. That's where it all started to happen for me. Joined a company called uh, Fundy Engineering uh, and the two founders of the company, Peter McKelvey and Gordon Moulin, kind of took me under their wing and uh, in the last uh, oh, 18 years, uh, we've had some great success. We've grown from about five employees to uh, we peaked at about 50. We're not quite at 50 right now, but uh, we've had some uh, some great uh, success growing this company. So what? And tell us a little bit about what you guys do. What does Fundy Engineering do? Like what's your? Well, we now uh, kind of service Atlantic Canada through three offices. Uh, our head office is here in St. John, uh, office in Halifax, office in uh, Charlottetown, PEI. We're a full service engineering company, environmental and uh, project management. So we. We get gigs from our clients to do uh, solutions in those areas. Now, the the, the um, part of, I mean, the, there's a lot of cool stories, but I think a really interesting story is 
And anyone listening to this has heard us talk about New Brunswick as a bit of a have-not province. And then you've got people that are really thinking innovatively and thinking about growth and how do you expand. And, and, uh, and Tim, when we first met, you, you shared a really cool story. And I actually met uh, one of your business partners, I guess, or strategic partners in yeah. Alberta. And yeah. for for listeners, you know, Alberta is kind of uh, the boom province, um, particularly the it's Texas little, of Canada. Yeah, and it, <laughs> it's shifted a little bit now with the price of oil going down, but but for the most part, right? Um, and you found a really, yeah. I, I just think there's a, there's an interesting storyline here where you yeah, found sure. an interesting way to help grow a business here and right. and really getting across the the. Um, you know, geographical divide, kind of, and 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 um, and, and you have a really cool concept and, and thoughts. Around, you and this guy yeah. were told me a little bit about this. Can you share that? Yeah, absolutely, sure. Like, you know, as I said, we grew our firm here based on work uh, pretty much exclusively in Atlantic Canada. We did a lot of work in the energy sector and built a great team that uh, I would match with any team out there as far as permitting and uh, monitoring and. Uh, determining environmental impact as it relates to uh, energy investment. So, uh, you know, what we saw, you know, after some pretty significant projects uh, came to a close as far as their construction phase and went into operations phase here in Atlantic Canada, we saw kind of a drop in our in the demand of our services. And uh, so what we did is strategically, my partners and I, and that's Gordon Mooland and Sherry Seeley and Daryl Ford, kind of the executive team here, we we looked to see if there were other regions uh, in Canada that were uh, in need of our services, that uh, had companies that looked like ours, that had a similar culture to ours, and uh, ones that we thought that we could be a successful partner uh, with and to. Uh, so, uh, you know, that led us to uh, identifying and targeting some companies out west. And uh, together with uh, some other companies, we went out on a few trade missions and uh, we had the fortune to hook up with a company that did a lot of ga- uh, work in the upstream oil and gas uh, sector. And uh, another parallel theme that we were working was uh, kind of our uh, following of the shale gas story in New Brunswick and hearing daily how the issues related to water and water treatment were seemed to be holding us back from seriously looking at this as an opportunity for our region. So. We had a twofold uh, mission and vision, and that was to find a company we could partner with to provide some services to them based on the team that we had here, and also perhaps get some uh, knowledge transfer, some information transfer to some of our folks here so that we could then leverage that uh, in an industry that we saw as one that had some potential in, in, in New Brunswick and Atlantic Canada. So we, we've been successful. I mean, the story's still to be told. But so far, things have uh, really worked out well for us. What are some of the things that you were able to uh, to find and uh, and bring back as far as knowledge for best practices that have been that have been going on in regions outside of Atlantic Canada? It's a really neat concept to do that, you know. Yeah. yeah. Well, what we found first was that the folks in Western Canada aligned very much with uh, with Eastern Canada, and and you know what, we have a great uh, we have a we have a you know we the people out west look to the people from east and when i say east it's probably new brunswick and further east as uh, as great partners we have a a great reputation for working hard we have a great reputation for being loyal and we have a great reputation for quality and you know i think i really think we owe a lot of that to the blue collar workers 
who have gone out and worked in the oil patch and, and have done a good job. So what I guess the first thing we found is that we could find companies that uh, culturally that we could we could really align with. And I don't know if we could have found the same things if we went to Ontario or Quebec. So that really uh, prompted us to want to explore further what the possibilities could be. Um, you know, with the particular company that we now have a strategic partnership with, uh, I mean, their leader, he and I, we talk on a weekly basis. And uh, a lot of our conversation is just really around the values and the goals and the missions of our two organizations and how we can closely align those. And then really we're at the point now where our project managers and our our, our guys who are really doing the work, they're speaking uh, directly to each other across both organizations using technology and using our time zone advantages here to really service those guys. And uh, if anything, we're looking at as many opportunities now here in Atlantic Canada as a result of services that they bring to us, as we are looking at services in Western Canada that we bring to them. So, so like what I think is really cool about the story, Greg, is, you know, you, like Tim, you guys could have sat in your hands and say, oh, geez, we don't have the exploration we want in our province, in our, you know, our, kind of our, in, in our area. Right. Um, yeah. Oh my goodness! Yeah. And you know we got and and, and push against uh, the political machine that's not making happen or not making happen, whatever, right? Right, exactly. And, and and that being what it is, and there's a big you know there's a big challenge around that in in New Brunswick. So so but but rather than do that, you kind of go okay, how what where where can we be of support? Right. Where can we help? What 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 do we bring that they don't have? And what was really interesting to hear is this. You know, when we when I when I was talking to Tim and, and the partner in Alberta, is um, one of the challenges they have is getting really strong expertise in, in to support some of the stuff they're doing in Alberta. And and right. and then Tim on the other hand's got this you know these fabulous folks that aren't as busy as he'd like them to be, and he's got more in the pipeline than he could bring, and there's a quality of life you know, issue and all this kind of stuff. So they're finding a way to make it happen, right? Mm-hmm. I, mean, I mean, I'm speaking for you, Tim. I'm just kind of putting yeah. in layman's no, terms. No, no, Dave, you and I have talked about this a few times, and it's uh, professional services historically is something that, um, to our fault, we don't consider ourselves entrepreneurs or, or, or be as innovative as we should be. So if there's one thing I'd like to try to share is with other people who are in professional services is that there is a demand for your services. Uh, you have to look outside your regions and you have to be, uh, you know, and, it, and it's, it's fun. It's enjoyable. Our, our folks love helping these guys and uh, we've built some great rapport. And it, it really does start with, you know, just the trust that we've built and, uh, and, and kind of working through some issues. But uh, I would totally agree that, um, you know, we were at a point where we were looking at, well, what are we going to do? We have a great team. We have great folks. And if we can't find them work, we're going to have to make some pretty serious business decisions, ones that we really didn't want to make, you know, as far as uh, going backwards. And I have to really uh, give it to my partners who kind of gave me the inspiration and the support to go out and try to find these partners and to explore this as a business opportunity. And, uh, and, and just like, like, and just for Greg's and, I, I've, and the listeners' benefit, I mean, <clears throat> you literally jumped on a plane. You were cold calling people, as I understand it, <laughs> right? Well, and it wasn't... I, uh, I, I think there was a little bit more method to our madness. No, but, no, uh, come on, make it sound we... that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was uh, it was a strategic cold call, and uh, out west, uh, I was I found that there was such a need 
for uh, for people who have our skills that the cold calls were were successful. People would make the time to see me once I was able to give them my elevator pitch. And uh, again, I attribute that to kind of uh, the reputation that we have here uh, for the quality of folks that we can uh, offer because they don't see it there. What they see out there is no loyalty, high turnover, and people that are only focused on on themselves. And what we can offer here is kind of that bigger picture thinking, uh, lots of loyalty. We can return the same people to our projects, um, and uh, and that carries a lot of value. And uh, that would be the one cultural difference I've noticed. And uh, it's, I tell you, very much appreciated by the leaders of the companies we partner with. Well, yeah, this is really interesting to me uh, because, Tim, I'm about to embark on a very similar journey. Uh, <laughs> I, I, no, no kidding. Like, uh, I've, I've put, after coming back from that Seth Godin conference, uh, I put a goal together for me to reach out to 30 different film production companies yeah. with uh, aligned values yeah. Yeah. to actually find, make these strategic uh, relationships. So what I want to ask for, from you is how big, yeah. of, how big of a team did you have to have to research these companies and how did you find out, dig into what their needs were so you could actually find that alignment? Well, it's he's, a great got, question. He's, got a, he's got a huge research department just on the market. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, here's where it gets uh, gets interesting. So the, there's so much information available, as you know, and what we did is uh, we, looked for, uh, we looked for companies that were hiring the skills that we had here. And at the time, out west, and this is still the case, actually, there are many companies looking for many people. So um, that was kind of our first uh, test. Then we wanted to make sure we were partnering with a company that wasn't too big. We wanted to make sure that we could partner with a company and that we could talk to the leaders of that company and not get caught up in uh, the wrong, at the wrong, or dead-ended at, at the wrong channel. So you so went decision-makers. We went decision makers. Uh, we didn't go gatekeepers. We went decision makers. And uh, at a certain size of organization, it's it's very difficult to get in to see that decision maker. So I guess we felt that we needed to align at the top. And it's taken our, us uh, a lot of time and effort and communications to seek and understand and gain that alignment. But now we find that the workflow has less interruption, disruption, and uh, conflict because we can go back and peel back to what the underlying intent of our partnership is. And once we understand that, then we are able to make decisions to move forward. So, Greg, I think you, what I would say is look for companies that look like yours, that seem to like to have fun like you do. I know that uh, the culture of your organization is uh, so important to you and, and, and what's made you successful and try to seek those out uh, elsewhere and try to find markets that you think are busier perhaps in the market that we're in. Yeah. Right here, right now. Yeah, yeah. So maybe there's some demand, and you guys can, you guys. So don't underestimate what you have. You have a solution to someone that they might be able to plug in overnight to offer a pretty big uh, offering. Uh, you have a great team yeah, that you yeah. can, someone could have access to immediately for no cost. And if you go to a market that's been struggling to find people, they have been spending a lot of money to try to find people. <laughs> So if you could offer them people immediately and make them look bigger to their customers, then uh, you're going to make them successful and, and you're going to become more successful in, in doing that. I think it's a really neat way of looking at it because uh, in the discussions that we we're having, it yeah. was an interesting, almost a brand new idea to go to people who are perceived as your competitors. Right. Um, even 
though they aren't, if you actually look at this uh, universally. Uh, we compete on certain things, just like funding yeah. engineering would with your partners. Uh, exactly. But really have, building a coalition of like-minded companies uh, together to work together to say, Let's not let's not continue with the status quo and, and let's change right. the way we do business. Well yeah. put your mind think of yourself as the client. What client would rather what would a client rather deal with uh three or four companies where he's dealing with the owners of those companies? Or would he rather deal with one company where he's dealing with faceless people <laughs> yeah. who can't make decisions? <laughs> Right, and, I, and I'm not disputing the folks that work for big organizations, but really, I'm not convinced it's a better service deliver mo- delivery model than, than trying to pull together uh, smaller companies so, with with expertise that are greater and deeper and broader in the areas that they have developed. It's a, it's like a classic. Like what I found so fascinating was a classic leveraging your strengths. And, yeah. and, and, you know, and, and, and I appreciate where you're going, Tim, by saying it was like strategic how you did it, but it was some research. Yeah. You know, I mean, it was really fascinating. Sorry. So the, the other side of this, the other side yeah. is, uh, and I know there's a whole bunch that more there, Tim, the, but the other yeah. piece I wanted just to mention was that, um, and what, what is the, what is the business partner's name and what's the company's name? Oh, uh, his okay. name's uh, Russ Orcott. Russ, right. And the company is called Summit Liability Solutions. Okay. So Russ was, I was talking to Russ and I was asking yeah. him his experience with Tim. Like I was talking to both of them and Russ, I was saying, so what do you think of a New Brunswick company? He goes, you know, to be honest, like it was great, Tim, like I'm, I'm, I'm paraphrasing here and I'm <laughs> yeah. probably exaggerating a little bit as I typically do or embellishing. Um, yeah. But, but my, what I thought I heard was him saying, you know, we don't really think east of Ontario in Canada or Quebec. Yeah. And so yeah. he goes, you know, to me, and Tim educated me on what the opportunity was, and it just opened my eyes up. And so they, you guys have been back and forth. You guys have been down to Boston together. Like this sounds like yeah. this real, really cool friendship has been created out of it. But the thing is, yeah. is and so there's the opportunity, I think, for, for place, you know, smaller regions is sometimes the bigger players aren't even, it's not that they're, they're avoiding it or, 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 you know, it's they're not even aware is it, would that be yeah. fair, Tim? Yeah, yeah, I think so. You know, there's a mindset out west, especially people who've who have been born and grown up, you know, in places like Alberta and Saskatchewan, that they they don't really have a full appreciation of Atlantic Canada. They don't understand the size and the vastness of our of our region and the pockets of uh, of uh, the, the urban centers and and the unique uniqueness of them and the strengths of them. So if you think of like you know, Greg Hemmings going out to down to New York and stuff, like they're not going to be thinking of yeah, like yeah. An, or, hey, or, or or in a coaching co- context, you know, me, yeah. you know, as we support, they they never think of New Brunswick as a hub. For they coaching. think New Brunswick's New Jersey. Yeah, New Brunswick, New Jersey, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. So I think so. Except it's pretty cool to bring your partner here and then walk the streets of St. John and be greeted by name. By many, by people. the mayor, <laughs> given a high five. <laughs> Absolutely, by the mayor. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know what? We went to a board of trade dinner, and uh, and Russ took it upon himself to walk up to the front table and introduce himself to Arthur Irving Senior. So, and uh, he was pretty stoked. Easy. It, 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 you can do that in this community. You can do it. <laughs> I, and I, I, we've said that uh, multiple times. This is the town where you can go have coffee with your local billionaire. It's doable. Yeah. It's doable. 
At it's least. doable. <laughs> and I mean, and you and Tim, you could get on. And they, and they want to have coffee with you, actually. You can get yeah. on the boiling point. Like, I mean, that wasn't <laughs> that no big deal. <laughs> I mean, we didn't go through our. We didn't go take you through our producer and and all our assistants and our people, you know. And we didn't have to go yeah. to your people. I mean, this is great. Well, I put my makeup on, but maybe that wasn't for you. No. Well, well he really, Tim really does have a face for radio now. You know? <laughs> Tim, what, what what would your uh, biggest? I I really like this theme, and it's a good theme just yeah. to stand on because so many companies can probably relate to this as an opportunity what were some of the challenges you found in pitching yourself coming from an area that maybe is misunderstood um, and also really trying to express that mutual benefit yeah well you know first thing i want to say is that as i've uh, gone down this road i'm finding that there are a lot of other companies who are doing this already so i you know i don't know if i've i really haven't it's nothing that I've done that's unique or different or new. People are doing it, but I don't think we talked about it enough. Mm-hmm. Uh, challenges? I'll be honest. Uh, there weren't a lot of challenges. Um, it's kind of like a relationship, right? When you found the right guy, it kind of worked, right? I mean, we've had some challenges around um, just expectations, schedule. Okay, they're very aggressive where we are, uh, where they work. They have clients that are much different and perhaps a little bit more demanding than uh, than some of the ones here. So our folks have had to kind of understand that uh, uh, when we get asked for something today, you know, they want it tonight or tomorrow morning, and that's fine. And we've and we've we've come to understand that, and and, uh, and we know that they get real time requests for significant work, and we have to be able to respond. And, and we've and we've sharpened our tools, and we we understand the local context better. So it took some time to understand perhaps local environmental rules regulations, but but we but we're there. We're getting there, right? This is great. I I, I we're getting close to that point. Um, and Dave yeah. and I always want to get. Um, a bit of advice, you know, from uh, from our guests. And Tim knows that because because uh, he listens to all our episodes. Just th- yeah. th- this advice to our listener. Um, yeah. This is an advice coming from a successful entrepreneur who uh, who was you, Tim. And uh, it's interesting because previously you, you mentioned you know the difference between that freelance, not freelance, but that consultant or the uh, you know that sometimes they don't think like entrepreneurs. No, like the professional services. The pro- oh, sorry, professional yeah, services. Right. Like, so yeah. for all the lawyers yeah. that are listening, for all the yeah. engineers, the accountants, right? Way out. right. Who, who, you've got a foot in both in both pools, really. So uh, yeah, let, let's give some advice to that group of people. Okay, well, you know what? Uh, I would say if it's Atlantic Canadian advice is that we as practitioners here, because of our environment and the environment that we work in, we have to become experts in many different facets of our uh, industry. And, uh, you know, you can find a partner out somewhere else that probably works in a very narrow, much narrower window, and you might be able to enable and leverage that partner to look at additional opportunities just based on the skill sets that you bring. Uh, that's what I've noted is that our partner has all the relationships with all the major oil and gas companies, for instance, and we know that their full suite of needs go from A to Z. And my partner might only be doing L&M right now, but with our association and with our support, we're going to be able to bring them out to PQ and R. And it's, uh, it's going to be mutually beneficial for both of us. Nice, fantastic. And there's a whole other segment, and we we got to we'll, we'll we'll leave it at that, Tim. But yep. I do want to 
um, you know, for people, like, yeah. how do people get a hold of you if they wanted? Because you're, 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 you want to be accessible, and you, you know, you've got oh, a great story yeah. to share. Yeah. And uh, yeah. how, yeah, how yeah. would people learn more about Fundy Engineering? And well, uh, website, uh, Facebook, uh, email, any, you know, you should be able to find me any of those areas. What's, uh, what's my, my cell phone number is three 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 seven nine zero seven. God bless you. That's area code five hundred six, people. <laughs> <laughs> Your phone might start blowing up. <laughs> yeah, I hope it does. Um, uh, yeah. No, and I think the other story that, and perhaps this might be for another conversation, is really shale gas and our development of that resource here in New Brunswick and how I believe companies could be better preparing themselves or better educating themselves or, or understanding the issue so that they can at least communicate and talk to it more effectively than we have for us to make a decision on whether we want to go forward or not with it. So. All right. Well, that, that, that? that'll create some interest, I'm sure. Um, <laughs> we, and we've had some good, uh, so, so for future um, discussions yeah. over sushi, uh, yeah, one okay, of our yeah. favorite spots here in St. John. <laughs> Tim Ryan, thank you yeah. so much, brother. Hey, Th- thanks so guys, much, Tim. Thanks, Appreciate guys. your time. Yeah, thanks, Rick. Talk good soon. Luck, eh? Okay. Thanks. Yeah, bye-bye. See you, buddy. So takeaways, for you, I mean, other than I was, I tried to throw you under the bus early on. Yeah, people, thanks pe- a lot, man. People I, I, started, of, I started laughing because, <laughs> and I, I know Tim, you little jerk. Uh, so, so anyway, uh, Dave comes into the booth and and sets reminds me not that Tim is from Fund Engineering, that he's from a completely different company, trying to throw me off. And you didn't, you didn't, you I were didn't good. Flinch. You were good. Listen, you were good. I don't know why you try to try to throw uh, me under the bus, yeah. off, you know, on air. We're live right now, you know, I live know. in the universe. Right. Well, you'll, you, oh, you'll give me I'm, back. Oh, I'm going to oh, get yeah. you back. <laughs> <laughs> so, t- so what I, I mean, for me. Listen, um, before you go on. Yes. Did, did you bring my pants back from UConn? You never gave me an email. You I, never, you I never, connected you. No. Yes, I did. No. I can. Oh, you're joking me right now. No, I'm not. I think, I honestly, I was going to say pinky swear, but we don't want to go there. Um. No, okay. I, I swear. Okay. I, we'll talk about it in a sec. So takeaways from, <laughs> from I just got back from the Yukon, folks. So um, and it was a great trip, and I unfortunately did not connect with. I left person. my pants, and you, we'll have to get them sent back. They do it. They do have FedEx and all that stuff up there. Just okay, because so you know. I I'm, okay. I don't have any pants so, on right now. So Tim, um, uh, so so pantless Greg, what did you? What were your uh, takeaways well, from Tim? Well, it's very relevant for me just because I'm thinking about doing the same thing, not for the same particular outcome, actually, because uh, Tim was looking to pr- partner with a partner or maybe a, a few partners. Uh, but I still want to I want to build a coalition of uh, other like-minded, value-aligned film companies. Um, so I have to go through the same process. Mm. So, I, I, so I guess the takeaway to that is know that there's somebody else in the world that is doing exactly what you do, the same way you do, and could be fantastic partners. And, you know, I, I don't mean same. I mean, maybe it's completely different, but there's there's fantastic alignment, mutual benefit. Right. So that's a takeaway. Yeah. yeah, cool. Well, the thing he didn't talk much about, the, the other piece that I find fascinating is, is um, so you've got, you know, you think of this professional service firm, right? You think of the stereotypical kind of engineer, right? And... That I, I was fascinated to hear the, the the deep conversations he and Russ had around vision, values, alignment of values, you know what I mean? Like to make sure they could do business together. And they're successfully doing business together. So he is he is growing his company through um, a strategic venture and support and, and helping 
this company Alberta grow as well. And it's just, and I just think there's really neat opportunities that are sitting for people no matter where you are. So you're no, you know, and and it's not a traditional approach. And I just love that he went out the box, took a risk, you know, spent some money, time. Just to, to, to see if there's an opportunity. And not only did they find opportunity, but they're really leveraging it and they're seeing the, the benefit of that mutually. And, and, you know, to the point where, you know, we've got someone coming to this part of the world and going, wow, this is like this amazing thing's happening here. So, and they had, they, I, they had some term and I can't remember, but it's like, um, it's this idea of, oh, nation building, they were calling it. They said, you know, we believe cool. we're doing, we're nation building. You know, we're not, we're not being regional. And I go, amen, that is freaking cool. So, so that, that's the takeaway. Good seeing you. Um, I can't wait till you have your pants back on. Um, oh, yeah. We will because we got some interviews coming where people are coming in, so we'll have to find yeah, some pants. Yeah, i got to find some pants. Thank you so much, Dave. Good to see you again. And, see you, uh, And we'll, we'll see you uh, next week on The Boiling Point. And uh, folks, if you have any uh, ideas of uh, different interview people for us, let, let us know and share. And thanks. If, thanks. And if so you know where Greg can get pants. Yeah, I'll buy them. Bye-bye. Thanks for checking out this episode of Boiling Point. Remember to rate and subscribe to us on iTunes and follow us on Twitter at Boiling Point Pod. To see more from Dave Vale, check out leadershipunleashed.ca or visioncoachinginc.com and on Twitter at Dave underscore Vale. And to catch up with Greg, visit Hemmingshouse.com and at Greg Hemmings on Twitter. Thanks for listening and remember, keep that pot boiling. looking to make the most out of this life and optimize your personal wellness then check out the natural man podcast join me host mike c as we explore all areas of human wellness physical mental and emotional learn strategies to optimize your own well-being and be in the driver's seat of your own health remember your doctor works for you learn biohacks neurohacks ways to improve sleep and ways to optimize your body and your mind. Check us out on Apple, Spotify, the Fountain app, and at naturalmanpodcast.com.